Good evening. 5.01 p.m. on a Sunday. Blessed Sunday. Okay. If you're religious. I know a lot of people are not religious, but there are a majority of people that do go to church, which is fine. Am I one of them? I used to when my mother and father were alive. And I know that that's bad, but... It's a little difficult for me to go into a church without having my mother there. We used to do that like every other Sunday. We'd go to church service. It didn't have to be a holiday or any special occasion. We'd just go. But I haven't gone in a long time, and I know that's bad, right? God's probably shaking his head. But it's just hard when you don't have your, quote, family members there anymore. Um, but that's not what I want to talk about. Although that is a big part of, you know, everything that happened in my life. And again, I can tell you in one word, in one word, my whole life, survivor. Survivor. That's a key word throughout this podcast. Survivor. How did you survive? What did you do to get by? How did you become who you are? Because again, with me, it took a long time. I went through a lot in my in my younger years, preferably in my early 20s when I lost my father. You know, it was difficult and it was hard for me to let go. You know, we had a very strong bond. You know, father and daughters, again, have that strong, strong, strong bond. That's the thing that you have to realize. Fathers and daughters have a strong, strong bond with one another. And the only way that bond can be broken is through death, death. Okay. Again, me and him had a very, very close relationship. I mean, I can probably put up pictures of me and my father's closeness. We did everything together, you know, and there are times when I thought, well, I'm always going to have him in my life. I thought of that as a little girl. He will always be there for me through everything. He will see me grow. He will see me become a success. He will see me later on get married and have children. He will be a grandfather. Didn't happen. And um, for the longest time, I wanted that. I never thought in my wildest dreams that he would die from cancer. That never even occurred to me. He went through a lot of different illnesses and he survived a lot. But never, ever did I think he would ever die from cancer. Never. The thought never crossed my mind. I always thought my father would be around for a long time. At least I wanted to see what it would have been like if he would have lived and made it into a senior year. I know that he would have continued working. He was the type of guy that just loved to work. That's a sign of giving back. When you give back, you give from your heart, your energy, your time, your love. That's what the true definition of giving is. So if you ask me, what is the true definition of giving? I can say in one, well, two words actually, my father. I look to him as guidance, support, inspiration, wisdom. He was an intelligent man for a person who did not have any type of education. Him and my mother did not have an education, but they got through life and through the toughest crisis. My father fought in the Korean War. He told me stories of all the people that he lost, the, 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 his you know, fellow soldiers that had lost their battle. Um, and then there were some that came out. He, lucky enough, he survived it. You know, I was worried about them. Like, my God, Dad, that must have been very difficult. Um, but he got through it. And uh, then him and my mother got together. 
He asked her to marry her, marry him. She said yes. Of course, she did, he did it the old-fashioned way. He asked the family for permission, and they said yes. They already loved him. Even before that even popped, that question came out. She, they even loved him before. He was always around. He saw what a good man he was to my mother. My mother told me stories about him and all the things that, that he used to do. And it was just a, a, a marriage that when I look back, I'm like, I'm so lucky that they got together because if they hadn't, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know if my mother would have, you know, uh, she probably would have tried to find someone else. But I don't think she was the type that was really looking. So she was lucky enough that they grew up together and then they actually had that special bond. And that's the thing I like, you know, the old courtship where a, a man asks permission for the family for the daughter's hand in marriage. I think that's very, very romantic. But unfortunately, that won't happen with me. Both of my parents are gone. And it's hard. I will admit it to you. It's very difficult being without. I've managed to think back to all the times that the good times of all the things that we did as a family but also as individuals i want i look at my father and i admire him because again two jobs you know that's hard some people can't even handle one job never mind two he handled both so again on the weekdays he worked in a factory and then in, in the weekends he worked at a nightclub and i asked him dad which job was easier well the nightclub job was easier but sometimes it got hectic especially when there were engagements and, and receptions and weddings and all kinds of things were going on at the nightclub. It can get very chaotic and hectic, but he handled it. We were invited to go one weekend to see him. I was amazed at what he did. He was a very good, good waiter. He, he actually like, and, and he got to, got to know some of the, the, the big players, you know, the, the celebrities that would come in and perform. I'm like, oh my God, dad knows celebrities, you know? Cause you know, if you know celebrities then that's a good thing, you know? Um, but he worked there for a while. And then after that, again, he left because the owner accused him of something he didn't do, which I thought was wrong on his, on the manager's part. But how do you accuse someone if you don't have proof, you know? So he left, and then they didn't get along either. They didn't get along, they didn't see eye to eye. So he quit that job, came home on the weekends, but he didn't really like not do anything. He was always busy creating things, making things. Sometimes he'd be in the garage. We used to have a, a grape vineyard in the backyard. He would tend to the grapes. And then at nighttime, he would be out there at the garage in the dark with his BB gun, waiting for a raccoon, because there were raccoons in the back that would try to steal from, you know, try to get the grapes. And he would be on guard and ready. <laughs> that was my father but he was a smart man well liked in the community um, had a good sense of humor was very friendly to everybody I used to go for walks with him and then he would take me to the park then there used to be a candy store down at the end I just miss all the good times that we had and then when I got to be a teenager again he knew that I didn't have any friends and he kind of made it so that we can go out together as a father and daughter should spend quality time whether it was at the racetrack or just to you know just to go for a walk somewhere um he never made me feel like i was not important he always put me up there on a pedestal that's my father for you a very brave man but i always thought he would be around forever and uh that was a shock when he left as i still 
think about what it would have been like if he would have he wouldn't have gotten cancer if he would have lived. I think his life would have been different. Um, and then my mother too. I mean, I love my mother, and I think of her all the time. I but see, she made it. She made it to 88. But still, I thought of, she could have went at least into her 90s. That would have been a major milestone. She would have made it into her 90s because that would have been wonderful. I just miss her so much. I think about her all the time. I'm constantly thinking about her, thinking about her like 24-7. I have dreams of her. I had a bizarre dream. It was like last week I had a bizarre dream in that she was getting ready to leave this house. Now, she always said I would never leave this house in the town that we lived in. She would always stay here until she died. But in my dream, she wanted to leave. And I said, Mom, can I go with you? And she goes, no, you have to stay here. But I said, why? She goes, because you have to stay here and take care of the house. I have to go. And she wouldn't tell me the dream where she was going. She was getting ready to pack. And then my other sisters were in the room. I'm like, aren't we going to stop her? She won't tell us where she's going. And I don't want, I don't want her to go alone. I want to go with her. But she told, she told me I have to stay. But the weird part of the dream was, the weird part, when she was getting ready to leave and I went to give her a big hug and a kiss, she vanished into thin air. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. My mind is playing tricks on me. First she was real, now she's a figment of my imagination. So she was like never real to begin with, she was a ghost. So all this time I was pleading and talking with a ghost. That is bizarre. But I've actually heard my mother in my dream and I've sometimes feel her presence around me. She had a distinct way of doing things. I, I remember her routine like clockwork. She would get up at three o'clock in the morning when she couldn't sleep, she would go into the small room, look out the window, check up on me, go to the bathroom, go back into bed, stay there for a little while. Then she couldn't sleep at all, so she would make her bed, because I can hear her putzing around out in the hallway, and she would go downstairs and have the TV on really low so she wouldn't wake me up. How thoughtful of that, right? But then I said, Mom, what time did you get up? Oh, four o'clock, I couldn't sleep. The reason why she didn't sleep and her doctor had told us, you're drinking caffeine. Caffeine keeps you up at night. She goes, no, 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 yes, yes, yes. When you drink coffee, coffee has caffeine. Caffeine keeps you up. He told you not to drink coffee, only to stop at a certain time, but she wouldn't listen. So my mother was stubborn with doctors. She wouldn't listen to what they told her, which I don't blame her because sometimes doctors are not always correct. They're not always right. So it's like that with me and her. I'm not, I'm not really fond of doctors or hospitals. And the fact of the matter is all they're out to do is to take, to, well, her doctor, her doctor always made jokes every time we went for checkup. I'm like, are you serious? What is your bedside manner here? She's like having in pain over here and you're making a joke? And my other sister's like, but you're taking it literally. No, no. See, at her age, she shouldn't be making jokes like that. That's serious. She could have a serious illness and he's sitting there making jokes and laughing. I don't find that hilarious, okay? She goes, uh, my sister's like, why don't you take a chill pill? I'm like, oh, really? Okay. So the next time she's in pain, I'm supposed to sit there and be quiet and let him do his little doctor routine? Please. See, I didn't like him at all as a doctor. I think his bedside manner was terrible. You're gonna be a doctor, you take your patients seriously. And anytime they have, anytime they have some type of an issue or anything like that, you listen to them. But my mother was the type that would just hide her pain. I'm like, mom, tell him what's wrong. I'm gonna tell him, she goes, don't say anything. 
But my mother was like that. She didn't want to, um, what is what is it, uh, impose on the doctor. I said, but that's his job, is to take care of you, to make you well. I don't get it. But then again, who am I to say? I don't like doctors either at all. I just don't like them. All they do is, all they want from you is money. Once they're done doing what they're doing, they charge you a tremendous bill. You didn't even do anything. All you did was give her a lecture. And you're charging her for that? That is really ridiculous. That's why I say I think that sometimes people, when you go to a doctor to get a physical checkup, and then you see that doctor's bill, you're like, oh my God. And they, they don't even do much of anything. They just give you a regular checkup. And then when you look at the bill, you're like, wait a minute, this? It's like, yeah. So that's the thing I don't understand or trying to understand. But again, I always believed that my father would be around for a long time. When I was a little girl, I had dreams of it. But then when I got to be a little bit older, that's when that premonition hit. And this was two years before he had passed. I didn't even know he was gonna die. Two years before, I kept having the same dream of his death. But in my dream, I didn't know what he died from. He was just gone. And it was in some location. I'm trying to remember the location. Well, it was at a cemetery, it was inside. And it was he was laying on this like, slab of some wasn't even a coffin it was like a slab and we were there paying our respects and I'm like no no I have to wake up this isn't real because my father's alive and well no 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 I kept tossing and turning my kept seeing the same dream over and over it was like is someone giving me a sign am I supposed to be like because a lot of people used to say to me are you psychic maybe back in the day I was I knew exactly who was on the phone, who was at the door, sometimes even what a person was thinking. And nine times out of ten I was right, but it has nothing from me being a psychic. Far from it. A psychic? <laughs> Please. I wouldn't want to be a psychic because then you know exactly what's going to happen to everybody and that's like a scary thing. You know exactly, you know, you have these really bad premonitions of people. But in this case, with before my father passed, two years before, that dream kept coming over and over. I'm like, what's going on here? Why am I having this dream? It was like something was going to happen in the next two years, but we don't know what. Then when he got sick and he was diagnosed with lung cancer, that's when I'm like, oh my God, is this what the dream was about? That he died from lung cancer? Wow. Because in my dream, they didn't know what the cause of death was. It was, uh, according to, in my dream, it was natural causes. I'm like, well, this is natural causes from an illness? But we didn't know that. That's why I say, how did you survive? Now, if someone sits me down on an interview platform, I could tell you exactly how I survived. First of all, positive mindset. Everything that was thrown at me was thrown at me after my father's death. I didn't, I denied his death for so many years. I made myself believe he was alive and well, or he was on a trip somewhere and he was gonna come back. And it kept, and this is another dream that I kept having over and over again, even when my mother was alive. I kept having the same dream. That we're sitting around the table at the holidays, all of us, my, my late aunt, my late uncle, my late mother, my late father, we're all sitting around the table 
and all of a sudden we're doing all of you know that we're having a nice holiday feast and then all of a sudden all of a sudden we were doing all these uh, you know holiday dinner type of thing eating and everything and I'm like and I'm looking around the room and I'm like scared because everybody that's sitting at this table is not real it was there were dead the only person that believed that was myself I was like my sister my Emma was like do, do, do you see who's sitting around the table yeah mom dad aunt, and an uncle but, but, but they're but they're but they're dead no they're not they're alive and well wait a minute what Wait, and I felt like I was in the twilight zone. I kept having the same dream over and over. I'm like, wait a minute. Is my mind playing tricks on me? You see them. Can you touch them? Go over and touch them. And my mother, my, well, my, both of my sisters touched them. But when I went to touch them, my hand went right through. I said, wait a minute. You're telling me they're alive? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but why is it when I go to touch them, my hand goes right through them? When you touch them, you can physically touch them. Then I realized what the dream was about. They were alive. I was the one who was gone. How bizarre is that? Are you kidding me? And the, that was the circumstances. I was the one who was not real. They were real. I'm like, wait a minute. Now let's go back because again, I'm seeing the same dream, but with different circumstances. See how our minds play tricks on us? But they actually say that when you dream about your own death, your life is prolonged. My mother actually believed that. I don't know if that's true in nature or if that's just a superstition, but she believes. She goes, if you dream of death, your life is extended. What happens if you dream of life? You die quicker. See, I don't get it. I don't understand that. I used to have a big dictionary of dreams, and it explained every dream and what it means. But that was just bizarre in and of itself. But getting back to how I survived life, well, positive men mentality. You know, I had a rough life. I can, again, if I were to do a whole life story of my own, of what I suffered, I'm telling you right now, all of you would cry. You wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't be able to not shed a tear. You will shed tears because there were times when I was just going through hell right after my father passed away. Everything was hellish. In other words, I just was just dumbfounded. I couldn't accept his death. A part of me was walking like I was in the twilight zone. And I said to myself, am I ever gonna accept it? Or because it was new and fresh. When you're in that time frame, then you associate yourself with different people, especially a person that did you harm and you knew better and I get this from that's why I never told my family anything that happened to me I didn't want to hear I told you so you should have known better what's right because that's what families do families attack one another instead of supporting one another as it should families should be able to support one another I don't want to hear this you should have known better you should have done this you should have done that woulda shoulda coulda I can't go back and do or undo those things I couldn't do any of that you can't change the things that happened in your life. You just have to go in the present and move forward. But you can look back on, on good memories of what you had, what your family meant to you. Both my mother and father meant something to me. They were the only two that, number one, didn't put me down, didn't judge me, was always there for me. 
never laughed at me. You know, you think that your family, your immediate family will be there for you. And, and sometimes they are, but then sometimes they expect too much from you. And when you have, quote, a dream that you want to fulfill, they get shot down. I said, you know what? It's my life, not yours. My life. I choose to do what I want to do in this lifetime. Nobody else. Nobody else. Whatever I choose to do, I would think you would support me. Because, you know, God forbid, the I told you so's will come out later. Oh, look at her. Now she's a big success. Yeah, that's right. I'm a big success right now. Because you doubted me before. You, but the thing, you know what it is? You know what I found now? And this is true here. Let's get off a little topic, off topic here. You ever notice when, when people do find that fame and fortune, they become a different person. Think about that. You are a changed person. Now you think you're high and mighty because you're up there with everybody else. But you're not. You're the same person you were before. The only difference is you've made it. You've become a success. But you shouldn't have to change or, or be afraid of who you are. See, I think people in this day and age, I think people, when they have all this fame and it goes to their head, I think they don't realize the impact they have on others. All the time I'm thinking about that. And I say to myself, do that. My cat's being a bad boy. Oh, he caused me misery last night. But um, anyway, so as I was saying, um, people do change. You know, think about this. If you grew up with someone before they became famous, oh yeah, they were my neighbor, they were my friend, we went to school together, so how were they? Oh yeah, they were the nicest person in the world, they did this and this and this. Yes, but how were they? That's the key word, how were they? So you think, you, you say to yourself, okay, they have changed. They're not the same person that I grew up with. But remember this. Even if you make it to the big leagues, as they call it, you make it to the top, you never forget the people that helped you along the way. You might have had a, a childhood teacher, a best friend. You never forget them. Whenever you make a speech at an awards thing, you remember to the people that really helped you, that shaped you, that made you who you are. Because again, how did you get to where you are? You had to have help along the way. And you also had to have that support system. That's what it's called, a support system. Not just family and friends. Whoever was was in your life at the time that really believed in you and said, hey, look, I'm with you 110%. 110%. I'm with you. So that's what you say to them. And you think to yourself, hey, that's wonderful. Okay, now when it comes time for a physical award, these are the people that I need to thank. But see, a lot of people, and I've noticed this now, um, if you ever read an autobiography of a famous person, read their autobiography. Really dig into their past, their childhood. Where do they come from? Because some will say, yes, I grew up poor, and uh, my father and mother had to have two jobs, or I was a kid that had to be alone, I had to take care of my brothers and sisters, and then when I was a teenager, I did these odd jobs, and then, so when did you start, you know, getting, quote, the acting, 
the acting bug. And they're like, oh, well, it started when I was in drama school. And then I took it from there. I took classes. And this. Now, not necessarily, and I, will, I, I think I've read into this, you really don't have to have, quote, any experience to become an actor. They tell you that you need to go to school, but let's be honest here. If you, and, I, and I'm very good at this. When I was younger, I used to perform for the kids in school. I used to do these little plays or movies, and we used to perform for the kids. And everyone's like, boy, you're a natural at this. I didn't have to read from a script or anything. I actually knew my lines. I memorized everything from what was in that movie. Memorized it. We took turns playing the characters and we created a show. And I thought, I can do this for a living. This is a way to bring out the shyness because not many people can, quote, be out there. And necessarily, you don't have to be outgoing to be, quote, in the acting world. I've seen people who are shy and still make it out there because you, you don't focus on the audience. Or don't focus on the fact that millions of people watching you. Just do what you do naturally as if you're like conversing with someone. See, there's the same thing when I tell people about how to make a speech. Don't think of the audience as strangers. Think of those people that you know, colleagues, um, people that you, you know, your friends, your family. And then you can just get through it. But you also have to pick a topic that you know. Don't pick something that you don't know and don't know what you're talking about. I remember I had to take speech class in high school. I hated it didn't like it and then I had to take it again in college and I'm like but I'm never going to use this then again you might if you win an award and you want to make a speech you write it either you have it in front of you like do you ever see when they go to accept the academy where an Oscars they have this little speech written most of the times they read what they what they bring with me other times it just comes naturally you just focus on the people that made you who you are today because without them you wouldn't have made it to that level that's how I see it. But that's just me, though. I have never won an award in my life. I've always thought, that's a great compensation right there. An award with my name on it. And a little, like, I don't know, like, for her presenting to the public whatever she did. Like, the, that, that thing that we did on LinkedIn Live. That would be great if somebody came up to me and says, I want to give you an award. Okay, thank you. And then just put it in my award trophy there in my little chest because I think that's nice I don't like I said I don't want money I don't want jewels I don't want furs I don't want anything like that all I want is a trophy with my name on there with like almost like a star shaped I think that's nice you know because I never had that before but at work I've actually gotten um, a medal for finishing a project they made a medal almost with a blue ribbon on there and I'm like yeah it was nothing but I stayed at work just to get it done because it was one of those deadline type things and there's an industry that I love to be in and would like to be in again I'm having a hard time though but anyway so to make a long story short uh, you have to go out there and pursue your dreams and you have to go out there and survive every obstacle that's thrown at you whether it's an illness a crisis a job loss uh, death you have to go in there and, and, and just be, yes, you you can get through your crises, but you also have to be positive. If you were to be negative all the time, I'm telling you right now, you're not going to succeed. You have to be positive. Positivity. Positive vibes. You know, people gravitate towards others who have positivity and positive vibes. You don't want to be going towards someone who's negative all the time. Because when they're negative, that negative neg negativity rubs up off on rubs off on you and you don't like I don't like that I'll be honest with you I don't like that at all that really bothers me but I think to myself yeah okay yeah I can do this or I can do this or I can do this you know 
But then you have one person in the bunch. No, you can't do this. You're not going to succeed. You're going to fail. You know what? Block that person out. In one ear, out the other. See, I block people. And I do that at work too. When I'm in the middle of a project, let's say, and there are people sitting there gabbing right by me, by my desk, I, I don't even focus on them. I concentrate on what I have at, at hand. I do the best of my the best of my ability, and I just continue on from there. That's what I do. Because I don't like when people do that. You can't get anything done. You're sitting there gossiping. I don't like the gossip. I think gossip is wrong on every level. Um, and I've actually heard. I've, I've actually found people who've done that. Oh, did you men gossip? Women gossip. I don't gossip. I don't care to listen to gossip because I think it's trash, you know? And you think in this day and age of all the fake stories that people are attacking on social media about others. Shame on you for doing that too. Get your facts straight. Why don't you ask the actual person what's really going on in their life? Don't assume. See, when you assume, you make the assumption that, oh yeah, so-and-so has been seen with this person. You know, do you know what the circumstances are? Do you really know? No, you don't. So that's why I say, when you want to become somebody great, or you want to do something in your life that would just put you up at the top, go for it. And it's never too late. You can start at any age. Don't think, oh, you have to start when you're really young. No, you don't. Trust me on this. You can start at any age. You know, I've seen people make businesses, you know, create businesses later in life, and they've been a success. You don't have to start at a young age. Any age is fine. So that's why I say go out there, do the best that you can to the best of your ability. Let yourself shine, you know. And who cares what people think? If I have to care every single time of what people thought of me, I would never get ahead in life. Never. I have to prove to myself that I could do it. And you also have to believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, really, who's going to believe in you? You have to believe in yourself first before others can believe in you. That's how it works. In anything that you do, in any field that you go into, you have to believe in yourself because that's what counts. So I'm going to let you guys go because it's a little after 530 on a Sunday. Um, Just going to say stay strong, stay very positive, very focused, and don't let negativity ruin your life. Surround yourself with positive people, not negative people, because negative people will always bring you down to their level. And you're never going to succeed in life when you have all that negativity inside of you. So just look towards the positive. So again, I'm going to let you guys go. Have a great week ahead. God bless all of you. Stay strong. Stay safe. Be positive. Take care.